The Reds lost three players to injury last night in New York. Justin Dunn made his debut, debut and it didn't go all that great. And we've started to hear details of what Thursday in Dyersville, Iowa is going to be like when the Reds take on the Cubs in the Field of Dreams game. Jeff and I have all that and more on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We have been lifelong Reds fans that have turned an addiction into information for you as this is our fourth season individually podcasting. It's our first full season together, but we've got eight years of combined podcasting experience for the Cincinnati Reds. And we are talking on the Locked On Podcast Network. That's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms on today's podcast the reds have some holes to fill and that's putting that mildly on the roster and we have ideas for them justin dunn debuted unceremoniously in wednesday's game is without a probable starter for now also the reds uniforms have been revealed for thursday and we love them but you know what steve we've got to start off with this because Everyone is hurt. Oh, everybody is hurt. In case you missed it, if you did not watch this game in New York, it went just about as bad as it could possibly go for the Reds from an available personnel standpoint. Uh, before the game even started, there was a late scratch from the lineup with Kyle Farmer being scratched with a stiff neck and unavailable to play tonight. Then in the fourth inning, Jonathan India re-injured his right hamstring uh, trying to leg out a hit at first base. Uh, and this is the same, the same hamstring that he hurt before, and it gives me great, great concern because all I can keep thinking about in my mind, Jeff, is Ken Griffey Jr. and that, that, that <sighs> hammy injury. And I know that his was a whole lot worse than what Jonathan India went through, but it just it just is giving me a little bit of flashbacks to that, and I really am concerned. And then also in that inning, Jeff, Mike Moustakis injures his calf muscle uh, jogging. It really was a weird injury. I didn't see what he did. I mean – it's probably because he hasn't been on base in six years. I don't know, but he hurt his calf <laughs> and he was out as well. Uh, it was so bad that David Bell pulled Nick Senzel from center field and had him play third base. And that's a big ask for a guy that probably hasn't even taken infield in a long time. So that's the state of where things are. So the question Jeff is where do they go from here? It's intriguing to me, Steve, because I look at the moose situation and it really makes you wonder because after that inning, he was in the dugout and it looked like he was trying to work out that calf. He was trying to stretch it out in like little, you know, sprints or whatever Moose calls them in the dugout. And it looked like he just had a dejected look on his face. And from all reports after the game, he was very just lacrimose afterwards. So it's like, I think he thinks he's going to be out for a while so we might be talking about a 60-day IL stint. Like, this might be, and look, I'm not rooting for this. I never root for somebody 
to be gone or, or whatever like this, but it just kind of feels to me like you could see this being the last that we see of, of Moose in a red's uniform. I don't, I don't think you're wrong. And it's, it, it is a great concern. Obviously Moose is frustrated and look, Moose is a great guy, a, yeah. a super community driven person. Uh, nothing against him. He's not trying to get hurt on purpose. No. He's trying to do his best. But, you know, every once in a while, a player gets snake bit with injuries. And we've seen it with Nick Senzel. And now we're seeing it with Mike Moustakis. He just cannot remain healthy. And I think his his post game uh, was part concern about the injury and just part frustration about not being available. You know, one of his comments in the post game, Jeff was, you know, it just, it wouldn't let me do what they needed me to do. And I, I thought, okay, well, you know, I mean, at least he didn't try and stay in the game and perform even more of a subpar level. Um, I, I feel bad for him, but you know, uh, I guess that leaves us trying to figure out uh, who could fill in that roster spot, Jeff. Yeah, and we have some ideas here, Steve, because there is a very obvious, I'm going to say it, obvious guy that I think they should be calling up today. Like, as soon as you're hearing this podcast, there should be a report out there that the Reds are calling this dude up. Spencer Steer. Dude just came over in the trade from Minnesota. He can play multiple positions in the infield, and he can hit. He is a dude and he's 25 years old. So we're not talking about a dude that they're, you know, overstretching and, and, and maybe he should be called up or this is probably too soon or something like that. It's time bring this dude up. And the reds have a heavy, heavy need that I think Spencer steer can fill in, not just admirably, but really kind of take over a spot in this lineup. Well, you know, sometimes necessity is the mother of invention and, <laughs> and it is a necessity for a, a, a person that's healthy with a pulse to be in, <laughs> to be in New York, to play for the reds yeah. uh, in order to make it through this series. So let's talk about Spencer steer for just a minute, you know, in his combined numbers between double a and triple a he's mashed 20 home runs, Jeff. So he does have a little bit of pop in mm. his bat. Uh, you know, you talked about his, his ability to play multiple positions, his slash line. Now this is a combined slash line between his double a numbers and his triple a numbers, uh, Minnesota system and, Cincinnati system slash line of 271, 363, 522. That, that says to me, 522. That nice. says to me, he is ready for a look see. And the Reds need somebody for a look see today. So I, I think all of the pieces equal Spencer Steer. And again, that's double A and then triple A, actually, majority of that time at triple a this isn't something where the reds are going to overreach and bring up spencer steer no, and i say let's, let's let's make that clear jeff because he only played 35 games at double a in in the minnesota system before they moved him up so right. Uh, you're right a majority of those numbers are actually triple a numbers yeah and that's i think that's important to note because the other option for me, uh, is a guy that we've seen a lot of and a guy that you and me have maybe advocated for a little bit and said that we wanted to see more of him in this instance. I don't think so because the other guy I'm thinking of is Alejo Lopez. And as much as I don't feel he's gotten a huge shake, 
I think a part of the Reds going out and getting a guy like Spencer Steer is they knew he was ready to go and they knew he was going to be able to contribute for them this year because they didn't get a whole lot of those guys in any other deal. So I don't really think we should be talking about Alejo Lopez unless we're talking about the fact that both Moose and India go on the IL. Then you bring up Alejo Lopez as well. But I don't want to see him called up in lieu of Spencer Steer. No, I think I completely agree with that, Jeff. The The fact of the matter on Aleo Lopez is I don't think he's been given a fair shot. I don't know what the, the ceiling is for him. But I do know that when he was up here, he performed at times. So if they do need to, absolutely. Let's see some more of Aleo Lopez. Uh, he brings, you know, both of these players bring a tremendous amount of versatility to what David Bell can do with them. They can play multiple positions. He can move them all around, get them in the lineup, and they can do some things. So from that standpoint, it's great. But if there's only going to be one, then it does need to be Spencer Steer. Yes, and because I just I think it's time, and Spencer Steer at least intrigues me for the future. However, looking at this situation that the Reds are in, they have lots of need injuries all over the place. We'll talk about the pitching staff here in just a few moments, but I know that you had voiced a concern that doesn't have anything to do with a specific call up. No. And here's, here's the situation. Um, the reds have demonstrated on many occasions this season that they are willing to play shorthanded. They have time and time again, left yeah. injured players on this roster and just kind of ridden it out until, uh, something forced their hand or the player was ready to play again. They cannot do that in this situation. That's a good point. Kyle Farmer, not healthy. Jonathan India, who, Jonathan, listen to me. Jonathan India and that hamstring need to be rested. Rest. They can't mess around with this anymore. And if he's not 100%, he should not play. I don't care what he says. And then you've got Mike Moustakas, who can't contribute at all either. With three guys out, it would be absolutely criminal for Nick Crawl to allow this team to take the field tonight and not have called up at least one replacement. And that is going to require them to put somebody on the injured list to free up a spot. It has to happen. Uh, I, I want it to be Jonathan India. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I don't care what he says tomorrow or today, rather, when he wakes up and they ask him how he feels. He needs to go on a 10-day sit-down and then be reevaluated. That, that's I, I can't emphasize enough how safe they need to play it with him uh, for the next couple weeks. And this is on the responsibility of the organization because there's no realm of reality where you ask Jonathan India if he can play and he says no. There, it's just not going to happen. Jonathan India is a ball player. He is a dude. He's not going to say, ah, yeah, nah, no, you can just set me, put me on the IL. It's fine. This is where the organization needs to take hold. This is where... You look at it and you say, even if the Reds were in a pennant race right now, I think you would still have a hard time convincing me that an IL stint would be a bad thing for him. He is still early on in his career. He is a key part of this franchise and its future. You absolutely have to take care of him. There's no reason for me why they should be playing the let's get him back as quick as possible game because let's face it, other than you and me getting the over, there really ain't no reason for this to happen. That's absolutely right. That That is absolutely right. So, you know, we are in agreement on this, Jeff. I think the yeah. big takeaway is that Nick Craw has an absolute responsibility to put this team in a position to win and keep his players healthy for the rest of 2022. And to do that, he has to make roster moves today. 
You know what else happened in this New York game, Jeff, is that Justin Dunn made his debut last night and his start wasn't that great. And he is definitely going to need to recharge a little bit before he pitches again. And if you want to recharge, I suggest you get yourself a Built Bar right now. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There are new flavors. You ready for this? You can you can indulge yourself in delicious cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. A healthy snack covered in chocolate. Uh, who would have thought it? Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to the new flavors. Cookie dough chunk puffs. Uh, they have a light and chewy texture. It's real cookie dough chunks. And of course they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it and it's healthy for you while you're eating it. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein uh, jam packed inside. So head over to built.com right now and snag yourself a box for you and your family. It will be the perfect treat or you can find a really good hiding place and just keep them all to yourself. Like all built bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate, which means they're healthy and tasty chocolate covered cookie dough with a light fluffy texture. Oh, so good. What's great about built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Uh, you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, uh, whether you need a snack for your workout or a late night treat, or you just need to grab something really quick while you are on the run. Built is the perfect protein bar for you. Uh, they taste better than a candy bar. You can ditch all of the extra calories, fat, and sugar and grab yourself a Built Bar today. Head over to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get yourself 15% off your next order of Built Bars at Built.com. Again, that promo code is LOCKED15 to save 15% on your next order. Coming up later this week, uh, Jeff and I are going to be joined by the host of Locked on Mets for a recap of this series that is currently going on in New York. Make sure you are subscribed because you are not going to want to miss that. All right, Jeff, uh, Justin Dunn made a debut in New York. Uh, the team that originally drafted him, if I have that right, uh, he uh, was kind of going home for his opening day. So a uh, little bit of added uh, emotion there, I think. And while there were times that he showed us some stuff, for the most part, the Mets lineup owned him a little bit. I, and I take this away, Steve. This was the first time he pitched in 418 days. Like, let that sink in for a minute. Like, over a calendar year. He has not been on a major league mound. In fact, he had a quote after the game. He said that before the game, I was praying and I just got overtaken by emotion and started crying because I truly didn't know if I was going to be back here. This was his opening day. And we always talk about like, yes, as much as we love opening day and as much as it is the best day on the calendar every single freaking year, it's really hard for us to know anything about something after whether you're talking about an individual player, a team or what have you, Justin Dunn just experienced opening day and he is going to be pitching for the reds the rest of the way, whether it's in the rotation or maybe 
you know, I saw some things today that maybe he looks like a bullpen guy moving forward, but I still want to see more from him before I make that decision. But honestly, I kind of chalk it all up to he ended the start healthy. And I think that's where you got to start with this take. Well, that's not wrong. And, and to your point about the bullpen, there were times in this outing where he threw an elite level breaking ball yeah, and it did make me think that he could be very, very useful down the road in a bullpen, just with, just with the fastball and that breaking ball. But you know, here's why I'm going to side with you on this and be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, uh, considering all of the things that you just mentioned. We saw this same thing with Nick Lodolo, a young pitcher, making their first start, you know, now this wasn't his major league debut, but this was coming back from an injury. And like you said, not knowing if he was ever going to pitch again, uh, being young, kind of a homecoming emotion running through his veins, adrenaline overload, same like Nick Lodolo experienced in his first start in Cincinnati. And if you recall, that start didn't go all that great either. So I am willing to sit back, reserve my judgment, see more of his body of work and then form an opinion. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. The biggest takeaway from this outing for him is he threw close to 100 pitches and he left the game healthy. Right. Because you can say like, okay, four and two thirds, he throws 100 pitches in four and two thirds. That's not that great. But I would really be saying that if this were his fifth, sixth, seventh start, not his first start. I really enjoyed seeing that breaking ball, kind of like you said. So there's glimpses of something there. And I also take away, if we want to talk about performance for a little bit, kind of like you mentioned, he gave up two, or at least you mentioned this in your now, he gave up two runs in his first three batters. And then he went a while giving up nothing. Now he had base runners and he was pitching around some damage, trying to make sure that the Mets didn't really get over on him. And he did a good job of limiting the damage. But I think that there's something to be said about that is that he buckled down. Now this start was a little bit more reminiscent of different debuts of Reds pitchers between 2016 and 2019. So that in and of itself gives me a little bit of PTSD, but, and, and we're not going to, you know, this isn't going to beat the debuts of any of the other guys on the team, but I still look at this and I say, you know what? There's still an opportunity for him. I, I want to see more from him. Am I, am I happy? Do I look at this start and I know who he is? No but I think he can get better. I think you're probably right, Jeff. And, and, and you're right. Let's, let's take a little, let's, let's take a beat. Let's take a pause and give him some time to show us who he really is. Now here's, here's a situation that's coming up, Jeff, because the Reds have yet to announce a starting pitcher for Wednesday's game. Now you and I spent some time talking last week about, uh, Williamson, it would be me spend <laughs> some time talking about how I didn't think the Reds would activate Williamson this yep. season service time and having all the pitchers and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The situation has changed a little bit uh, looking around the minor leagues and the fact that they need somebody on Wednesday. They don't need somebody three weeks from now. They need them on Wednesday. I think you have to look at Brandon Williamson as the logical choice to make that start on Wednesday and, and help uh, what is now beleaguered rotation get through the rest of this week. And I can see the flurry of responses from people going, but his service time, why are you starting his clock? Here's the reason why Steven Duggar or Robert Duggar, different Duggar went on the IL after his last start for the reds. He's not healthy. He cannot pitch. 
Connor Overton isn't healthy, hasn't started a rehab assignment. He can't pitch. Hunter Green, not healthy. He's on the IL probably the rest of the year. He's not going to pitch. And, you know, we've traded Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley, so it's not going to happen. So you're left without other options here. You could probably look at a few other guys, but none of them are guys that you would expect to give you any more than three innings. So then you're going to tax your bullpen on Wednesday before you head to Iowa. I don't think that the Reds looked at this Mets series with their probable starters lined up and thought, you know what, we're probably going to keep up this streak of not losing series since the All-Star break. Because with Justin Dunn on the mound making his debut, with Mike Miner on the mound, who knows what's going to happen tonight. And, and with somebody, anybody, nobody has any idea who on the mound on Wednesday, I think they looked at this series and they said, you know, if we can just get some reps for our guys against a playoff team, the Mets are definitely a playoff team and maybe a World Series team. If we can get some reps for our guys against a caliber of team like that, I think it will be valuable. Let's see. Let, let's let's throw Brandon Williamson into the fire on Wednesday. And, and I think that that's a, a – I'll tell you this. And it just it just reminded me of this. Jeff Brantley the other day, the Cowboy on the broadcast, said this about moving guys up to the minor leagues because there's been some folks that have wondered, are they moving too slow? Are they moving too fast? What's going on here? He's like, you want them to fail before they get to the major leagues because if they experience failure and they can work through that failure while they're down there in the minor leagues in a controlled environment or at least more controlled than major leagues, then that is good for them. And I think Brandon Williamson has done that. We've seen some interesting numbers this year from him. He's not putting up the kind of numbers that you're just like, holy crap, get him up here now. So I think that he has at least a little bit of battle-hardened experience, if I can be a little bit dramatic about it. Well, and let's 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 just take, take a second and understand what has happened in the last week. Two-fifths of this rotation has gone on the injured list in the last week in the form of Hunter Green with the right shoulder, and now Robert Duggar with, uh, I don't even know what they diagnosed him with, but he had some kind of strain. So those two guys are out of the rotation. Something has to be done. So uh, the only other option, if you're not going to call up Brandon Williamson, is to bring up somebody we don't know that we haven't really heard of with the, the sole purpose of telling, listen, kid, we're going to bring you up. We want you to throw 100 pitches, and you're going to get the snot beat out of you, yeah. and we're okay with that. And, you know, those are the two choices. You bring up Williamson and get him some exposure. And, and do the Mets still beat the snot out of him? Probably 75% chance that's what happens. But like you just said, and like Cowboy was talking about on the broadcast, that will teach him something. He can then have some film to watch. He can have some things to work on in the offseason. He can have uh, an ability to prepare himself better to actually compete for a 2023 roster spot and a rotation spot. So, you know, I like bringing him up at this point, you know, it's late enough in the season. I don't think it's really going to have that much of a service time implication. And, you know, there are ways around that next season if they really want to play games, but uh, they have demonstrated of late that they're not trying to play games with the service time. So if, if that's the truth, if that's really what they're trying to do, Brandon Williamson makes the most sense in this, this emergency situation to get somebody up here to start a game. Yeah. And I think when you're looking at this situation as a whole, the main thought is, you know, with Hunter green on the IL and the other guys that we mentioned, the rotation is thin and in need of some reinforcements. And Brandon Williamson is the most obvious reinforcement that they have in their system. 
You know, Steve, they have revealed some information about oh, yeah. Thursday. Boy, I cannot wait for that game. And the uniforms have been revealed for the Field of Dreams game. And I'm telling you what, they're nice. We're going to talk about why we love them after we tell you about what you will love about your next bet because you're going to go to bet online and you're going to find a ne- your next bet there. In fact, um, <clears throat> you may have guessed it. The Reds are massive underdogs tonight with Mike Miner on the mound in Queens. Their odds at winning set at plus 258. For reference, the odds on the Cincinnati Bengals winning the AFC North right now are better. Yeah, that's where we are. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events and the number one online source for odds, lines, and props. Find game reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, NHL. You've got MMA, boxing, esports, and golf as well. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and even podcasts. They've got you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use the mobile device in your hand or your pocket, whichever, where it is right now, and learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You can follow the podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. If this is your first time, make sure you're subscribed and click that bell to get notified every time we premiere or go live. We're going to do some more of that coming up here soon. Coming on tomorrow, though, we will have you covered as the Reds continue their trip to Queens and get ready to head to Iowa. All things Field of Dreams coming up for you here on Locked On Reds. And you're going to want to follow us outside of podcasting times. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs, as the nameplate says right there. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked On Reds. All right, Steve, we got to show these because the Reds uniforms for the Field of Dreams game have been revealed. All right, for our YouTube viewers, this is the uniform. For the audio-only listeners, uh, we have a picture of this uniform up on screen. And the reason we have a good picture of this is they are going to be wearing the 1919 throwback jersey. Now, we last saw this jersey during the 150th anniversary season. So our picture on the screen here is Reds manager David Bell wearing that uniform during a throwback game in 2019. Uh, If you've not seen this thing, it's very clean. It has like uh, navy blue pinstripes with four buttons at the collar and the old school wishbone C with reds written across the chest, a matching hat with a non-traditional red C. It does have the little wishbone point on it, but it has a a distinctly different uh, shape to the C uh, with a red band near the bill of the cap. I think, Jeff, this uniform is very clean. I think that it's very crisp. I think it's going to look great on the national television broadcast. And this is the uniform that if you go back and watch Field of Dreams for uh, a little trip down memory lane before the game, uh, the the brief cameo of a Reds player on the field during that movie, this is the uniform he is wearing as well, the 1919 uh, throwback jersey. 
super clean. And I, I'll tell you what, it looks great on a baseball field. I always have the inclination though when I see that hat to want to buy it, but I immediately think, yes, I'm going to get that dirty as soon as I put that on my head because it's lots and lots of very clean white and a, a very nice looking uniform. I've seen the Cubs uniforms as well. We don't have a picture of those, but the hat has the old school bear logo on the hat and that that looks cute as a bear holding a uh, a bat so this everybody's gonna cute be like little cubbies just yeah. cute little cubbies <laughs> like that. You know Aww, the, isn't that cute isn't it that is cute? and you know the interesting thing about this game is both teams are going to be wearing white uh the yeah. cubs uniform is actually more of a cream color but nobody's wearing road gray in this game which i thought was was very interesting which if you read through baseball history is really um on brand a lot of it was just white against white mm -hmm. and it was like who's playing who's who's what who's winning all right we're winning that's good good to know um but i i'm super excited about that but i'm also really excited about the next piece oh, yeah. of information because oh yeah buddy our boy he's going to be on I a called mic. this I called this we uh you know for the, for our listeners Jeff and I did a uh appearance on iowa tv uh, yesterday woi in des moines those uh if you go search out their website woi uh you can find the full interview that jeff and i did um on their website uh, we've also shared it on our twitter feeds uh for you to check out but i i called this and i said i suspect that joey Votto is going to be mic'd up for this game and i really think that that's going to be a treat because we've seen you know more and more Votto's personality coming through and him doing things that he's never done before now here's the cool part not only is he going to be mic'd up jeff but it's a two-way microphone so joe buck's going to be up in the broadcast booth having a conversation with joey Votto while he's in the game and I'm kind of interested to see how that turns out because, you know, Joey Votto, I can see him doing that in an exhibition game when it doesn't matter. But but this is a regular season game. I'm really interested to see exactly how Joey plays this because this game counts. Well, do you remember it was was it against the Braves? I believe it was against the Braves earlier this year in a primetime game. I want to say it was Sunday Night Baseball. He was mic'd up. And it was gold. The Apple, the Apple TV game. Apple TV, yeah. The Apple TV game. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. It was absolute gold. Now, I think he ended up going over, and I think he even popped out in foul territory, which is something he's only done like twice other in his career. But it, I look at this, and I'm just so excited to see because also I think he's probably going to do a pregame TikTok, and we know what happens whenever Joey Votto does a pregame TikTok. The Reds are going to win. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to have to say. They're playing in the cornfields of Iowa and just being able to be in the middle of kind of like a storybook thing. Like we keep talking about this game. There's going to be a feeling to it. Not, not a playoff feeling. This is a totally different feeling than that. This is going to be a one stop type of thing where you're just like, this game is going to be something that we remember. And I believe I that every player knows that. I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, as, as we wrap up for today, Jeff, I just I want to leave everybody with this thought. Joey Votto has not had a lot of opportunities for national exposure. This Reds team has not taken him deep into a postseason. Uh, this Reds organization has not given him a lot of opportunities to showcase himself to the nation. And in this Field of Dreams game, mic'd up broadcast nationwide and around the world. I'm excited for everybody to get to see a little bit of Joey Votto like we've gotten to see all these years because uh, it's been a treat for us. Yeah. And, you know, I hope 
that it's a magical moment and Joey does something really special and delivers something that people will talk about for a long, long time. I'm calling um, it right think- now. Dinger. He's <laughs> All right. Jeff has called his shot or called Joey Votto. Called Joey's shot. I, shot. I ain't hitting a dinger. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good spot to, to wrap it up for today, Jeff. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Uh, coming up on the next podcast, we will catch you up on all of the roster moves that the Reds made or didn't make. And also recap game two of this series in New York as we inch closer to that Field of Dreams game in Dyersville on Thursday. Thank you so much for making Locked on Reds your first listen. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings you humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Jeff. Today is another day. There is a lot of interesting storylines to watch play out over the next game or two as we inch closer to that Field of Dreams game. So what can our listeners expect from us the rest of the way? Is this heaven? No, it's Reds country. We're going to be locked on Reds every single 